here we are in the here and now, and this is really it. So just relax into this moment and realize fully your divinity. You don't have to be a person listening to podcasts. Forget that. Just let that happen. That's groovy and all, but we don't want to identify with that. That's not our thing. We are it all. And today, uh, Marcus Romery is on the show. Here we are, Marcus. Hi, everybody. Yeah. And what, what what's happening here is a conversation with ourself. I am Marcus, and I am all the guests. And it, you know, that goes into the, how this the podcast thing. If you look into the, like the podcasting world, it seems so groovy when you just see all these cool podcasts are your own. And it is true. Like all these podcasts are my podcasts, and all the guests are myself. Like that's what it says in the Gita. When you see yourself in all. What is there to fear? And it is uh, what happens is you just the here and now is that what it's about. And you when you really are here and now, your whole life just becomes. And from that moment on, which there is no moment on, really, this is the moment. There's a it just keeps moving around and everything reinforces that awakening. When you're because this is the only moment, really. This is it. The eternal now. Yeah. And yet, what's cool about that about that is, in this eternal now, we feel all of the timelines and the incarnation and the levels of Earth and the history of Earth is all part of this moment as like a whoosh of all of it. And so we, we could play in it then. By seeing it like that, by getting in the state of consciousness, then it does lighten it up without like taking away any of the human stuff like empathy and emotions and the human heart that cares and all that but we could also admit we don't care it's all all right it makes me think of terence mckenna because he said that the shaman has seen the end and when you've seen the end you don't take the show seriously like you're saying how you know if, if we see it all as one then we can play stuff yes, and, and the end is when we're all back in the here and now and we're getting the cosmic joke together and we're laughing and we're dancing forever in eternity of love and peace and light and all that and that's part of every moment and it's so much more fun to play this whole game of this level without playing it by being in that end moment which is like a new beginning it's like this is the first moment right and the shaman is an example of a being that uh explores all these different levels and uh, like a, a shaman would be a being that's centered, though, in the here now that it's all the same. And then they have that ability to jump at these levels that, say, a lot of people would ignore. But it doesn't make them special, though, because they're centered in that sense of it's all one. So that it's not special. then. You know, we're all that shaman dancing in the moonlight. You know, on some like out in the middle without people just looking at a lake and there's moonlight. I recall on Bobby Hirlove's story, being on this place they called in, in college, the island, and people went there and smoked or tripped or something like that. And just being there alone now, wow. Meaning in solitude, because we're all alone in the sense of oneness. And just that, that moonlight and the dancing and just, wow. It really is uh, not special enough. Once you start juicing that up, 
I think that's where you could fall into all these traps. You know what I'm saying about that? Do you know? The trap of thinking you're not going to fall into any more traps. Yeah, that's just because it's all just thinking. All the thinking is just thinking. Are we the thinker? No, the thoughts think themselves. Like emotions, and it's all just dancing around. Like you understand it's these patterns of energy. And so once you just see it like that, it's just like you groove with it. You get the forces acting on the individual. You get your scene. You get your history. And you make it work by not trying to do anything. By just realizing. You mean to say that you don't get sad or angry anymore? That is all good. Sad, anger. All the thing about it is, is don't cling to it. Don't push Mm -hmm. it away. If anger or sadness or these so-called negative emotions come up, they're only negative when you identify. And get lost in it and cling to it. And it's also emotions are fine, just let them flow. Like so if anger would come up, that would be one that would immediately go away. If you what I work at is if it does come up, first of all, is am I getting angry? No, it's the person getting angry. And I watch him get angry and then he'll work through it by I'm let but I'm letting it go by not being that person that's angry or a body or emotions or any of that. And yet I'm all of that. So it's not like I'm not, I'm not, not that I'm just an all inclusive consciousness. So sadness is appreciated. So I'll be like, Baba here left sad today about something, which doesn't happen often. Okay. It's okay. It's all right. All of it is okay. It's so just part of the poignant human condition and just to sit there and be with it and appreciate it and see the human horror show in a way of appreciation like who am i to that's what it comes down to mark it's like your song you're going to write about baba here you wrote about baba here love as it is as it mm-hmm. is is nature is like this and it's horrible uh but i think it's so arrogant to sit there and i'm gonna tell nature which for me nature includes all that's happening in form and energy i'm gonna say nature you should be different than you are no i I mean, I get that some beings are going to do that, and that's fine with me. I don't have the gall to do that. It's okay as it is. Well, you know, that makes me think be- of, uh, of Terrence McKenna again, because he uh, always advocated for natural psychedelics, uh, particularly tryptamines, uh, you know, DMT, psilocybin. And uh, Alexander Shulgin, who was a, a chemist who, who created hundreds of, of novel psychedelic compounds, said to Terrence McKenna, well, I'm natural. And I've made uh, <laughs> all these different drugs, so they're still natural because I'm natural, which is kind of a cheeky, uh, glib response, but it's kind of funny too. Yeah, but he got he, that's the thing about it is that all of it's natural. And Terrence McKenna, as he's a brilliant speaker and he's fun and funny, he was uh, at least presenting himself as going on a trip about things. And what's all trips are still just trips; they're all okay. And I am Terrence McKenna, and his trip about life is all of our trip. And well, you know, the thing about Terrence McKenna is he used to advocate for five dried grams in silent darkness by yourself, which isn't very good advice for most people. And he himself had a very difficult psychedelic experience on psilocybin and only took DMT after that and took it rarely and didn't really talk about it. This is what his brother says. Well, it's good so, that this stuff's coming out, I think, because people, I would recommend people don't follow his advice about psychedelics, but he's a cool speaker, 
and you well, make videos speech. about him, which is But cool. another thing he did that was funny was he kept saying he had this time wave uh, theory that like there was a sort of a, a, a frequency of novelty and he's using kind of chaos math to find the kind of endpoint in history, which famously dovetailed with the Mayan calendar of December 21st, 2012, which of course is now over 10 years ago. Uh, but in any case, Dennis McKenna, his brother, who, who you know, he, he was very close to his brother. His brother's brilliant guy as well. But, you know, he would Terrence would have predicted the end of the world a few times over and him and his brother would be sitting there looking at each other going like, oopsies. Yeah. And that's the thing is that it, it's so much more uh, helpful, say, to tell a psychedelic person, don't get caught in these trips. Like, really mm-hmm. be present. It's really ultimately. What makes psychedelics useful is if it, you go the whole journey with them. You don't play around in trips. You take them to realize yourself. And that's the cosmic joke of it is you're already you. So it's like it, they really are a way to go the whole journey. Enlightenment in the pill is true. But you have to get the message, hang up the phone. If you don't, if you keep going back to get the message, you didn't get the message. If you get the message and hung up the phone, you might do it or not do it, but you got the message that it's about you. It's yeah, really but then why, the why bother with the drugs at all? If, if all it is is a message, just get the message. Yeah, and but then, then, then you could approach it potentially after that as a sacrament, that kind of thing. But you wouldn't be caught up in it because it's in this moment. This is the truth, the moment. <laughs> Terrence talked about the moment. He said it's the vector of now. You know what cool Terrence said that I'm with? I really would support is his stuff about culture and creating different cultures. I agree that, that is yeah. true. And I feel that he, he did predict social media. What he said about creating your own roadshow, creating your own art and spreading it and creating a new kind of culture through, he didn't maybe see it was going to be exactly like it is with all the negative aspects of it that people say there are. And there's some truth to that. There's addictions and problems people have with it. And it, it could be all wrapped up in specialness, but it's a tool for people to use to create this different culture. And, and, and that's beautiful. That's his, that's what he envisioned. I get from that, that talk, he, he was tuning in that change in society and he got other things wrong. Okay. That's okay. What well, it's really all, just remember, keep it in perspective, stay in simplicity. Going on trips is so juicy and so wonderful but we just got to get on with it at a certain point we're just like okay i'm gonna get on with it now and just be it you know mm-hmm. yeah i think uh what he said that culture is not your friend you know culture will will have you uh, traveling across the world to some foreign jungle to kill strangers you know culture is not your friend yeah, and I feel that it was important that someone was saying that kind of stuff. So that yeah, I feel like it, you could dismiss him for his recommendations about certain things, and he was going on a trip. That's fine, but someone needed to say this stuff, even though it ultimately is an illusion. Mm-hmm. He's helpful to people that, that people do get caught up in the culture. They do buy into it. They do think they're special, mm-hmm. and they're gonna if they only had A, B, or C, status, fame, money, just or just a little bit of relief from it. It would be better. And it's just like they they it all has to wrap around the specialness and then they go get the cupcakes with the brand that they heard about. And they got the brand they heard it and they're eating the cupcake. Oh yeah, it's also horrible. Terrence is saying, Hey, don't buy into that. It could lead 
to joining the army, even some people, right? Yeah. Well, I think that, that humans invent culture that we ultimately have to continuously destroy through, uh, you know, the word semiotics is, is the study of the creation of meaning and, we, and, and signs and how those signs relate and symbols relate to meaning. And periodically, because the, what culture does is it commodifies our desires and turns them into spectacles which don't deliver. So we're just in this constant state of craving and never being really satisfied. So ultimately, there's a revolution like punk rock. Uh, that comes along and brings people into the here and now and just says, let's just wipe the slate clean and, and start again. And that is a revolution. I'm reading this book called Lipstick Traces, which is the greatest book I've ever read. I swear to God. And this is kind of what he talks about. And uh, that it starts off as a revolution. And people say the message is, I am nothing and I should be everything, which is kind of a specialness kind of thing. But it's it's like the culture is oppressing me and 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 I have to, we have to recreate a new culture. But then that um, rebellion revolution becomes a festival and then it becomes commodified and just loops back into the shitstorm, the lame stream shitstorm, and the cycle starts again, but it's such fun. Yeah. When that brings up a good uh, message, I feel it's fun. It seems mm-hmm. like it just like it starts when you're young. As soon as your poop's not funny anymore, <laughs> stop playing with toys. Just you're growing up, study, mm-hmm. work hard, become somebody but really it's all bullshit you can really win the whole game and it's just a game there's infinite levels you could win it all and have all of it on every level you'd ever want the thing about it is you just get that you won that you are yourself that's the winning it all boom the other levels are irrelevant you play with those levels and it's okay it's all your all your desires your scene your livelihood all these kind of flows they're in this perspective of joy and fun and Leela and play and dance without ever forgetting zip code stuff and that it hurts when you stub your toe. Like it, that comes into perspective. Yeah. yeah. But there's still a problem, the problem of making a living and survival that, that uh, you know, and uh, that's an interesting because it's only, you know, the yogis only come about 5,000 years ago when there's enough abundance that there is ample abundant resources so that you can have a kind of subgroup of spiritual specialists who don't have to work and and, and deal with life because you know that 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 and and even 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 so even if you do have those things satisfied basic survival needs the way you're describing that there's a certain existential dread that that brings up in me because it's like playing these games is what we do it's what i do and and if i gave it all up what would i do i would just you know it's hard to imagine yeah, it's it's uh you go at the rate you go. In the caterpillar is the butterfly, in the scream of the butterfly. It's not mm-hmm. about a race to any of this. We are right now, always becoming this greater consciousness and becoming more one. Even though we are one already, and it's all the same, it is just blossoming into more of its beauty and love. And yet, it's always the same love. It's these paradoxes to. Uh, the, any kind of thinking, rational trip, none of this makes sense. It really is uh, not about any of these words or anything. It's just the vibe. You just catch this vibe that I am. You catch it and you work with it and then you'll forget it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. But then you remember be here now. Boom. Back here and now. And you get the fun of forgetting it. I get, But eventually you have enough of the forgetting it. You remember always. Here we are. And that's the end point.
Yeah, and it's also a new beginning. And then it applies to things like we see, like you could address, like if you the, like I'll give you an example. So yeah, say Baba Hirlov, he doesn't have to do the nine to five. He he has all this free time, no kids, no, it has fun all the time, all that. Okay, that's okay. He's worthy to go through that life. The 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 sharing of it is, I am behind that, and I am the ultimate realization, not separate from all of it. And in that specialness that I'm not in that roles and the roles and the incarnation, that is the expression of non-specialness. It's a special, not special. It's a cosmic joke flow. And then the person working at uh, Walmart and they're driving to work and they live with their parents and they have all this college debt or something, right? Mm-hmm. They're driving by and they see Baba here love and boom, in a moment, they get it. They're God. They're the person that works at McDonald's is God. Everybody's God. So potentially, if they rest in that state of consciousness, they could do that from that perspective. So I don't believe in selling anybody short. They're all. I just see them as they are. And if they want to play on the lower levels, that I don't care. Go play on the other levels. I don't want to. I'm just gonna get on with it. But I'm not gonna sit there and say you got to get on with it too. Whatever. I'm the only one here anyway. It really is just me. So that's okay. Just you see, that's the in drag part. The in drag is part of the fun. Yeah. You're going to take that away from me, Buddha? Huh? <laughs> You're going to kill Mara again, Buddha? Huh? Well, Mara doesn't yeah. exist and there's only the non self. I mean, all that stuff. You see how all that is just such mind games and so on to help liberate people. These, these, um, they're, they're such rascals, these, uh, realized beings. Rascals. Playful, play, fun, fun, very fun. Well, as long as they're not scoundrels, because some no, of them are scoundrels. definitely not. But if you had to pick a scoundrel, who would you pick? Um, oh, I got sure. you. Who would you pick? Come on, where's your scoundrel? Who's the person? Osho. Osho, there you go. All right. Uh, well, you know, about Osho, look, he, he, he's he got, it was really, I looked at the, that organization he seemed like he's having fun with it. He's having fun. He's on a big ego trip, yes, and money and girls and all that kind of stuff. But get look, people can see him as the one, and boom, that will mirror in themselves where they are as one. So it's irrelevant. If they see him as their guru, that's it. That's their guru. And that guru in Osho will take them all the way. But the thing His about organization. What? Poisoned his organization poisoned an entire community so they could win municipal elections and and stuff the the, the city council with their own people. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I remember watching the movie about it and it, you could see how it, it started out cool and it led to that when the, the Christian bombed them first and it was like the whole big religious war problem and. Uh, but I, if Osho, I don't feel that Osho knew about that. It was this lady was no, running everything. Yeah, no, it's not this clear, lady yeah. was really like that. And Osho was having fun and she's doing the dirty work. And did he know all the details of that? No, he just, he was, he was on a lot of nitrous oxide. He wasn't, he was about fun. That's right. He, he was, was always on nitrous oxide. Work. What? He, he, he liked nitrous oxide. At one point he took LSD, but it was only like one time. But but nitrous oxide, he, he, he seems to have been even addicted to it, but he would do it under the guise of dental work. So he was constantly getting dentistry done. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, 
you there are actually on that level there are legitimate realized beings remember that level is an illusion the level where there are unrealized beings and realized beings and all that journey of consciousness evolution and awakening that is ultimately an illusion now we could look in that illusion and say well osho is not one of the realized beings yes of course not but behind him there is one and then you could say Dean Pearl Baba definitely a realized one. And then you could go and play this game of seeing where people are at and so on on those levels. But I wonder what might have happened to Neem Karoli Baba if he had been taken to America or if he had gone to America like Osho. I mean, Osho was, I think, run out of India. I can't remember why. Uh, I don't know why exactly he ended up in Oregon of all places. But I'm, I'm, I'm not – and this is – you know, sounds a little flippant maybe because I know that Neem Karoli Baba has no scandals associated with him at all and he seems to be like – Legit, hundred percent. But I'm just curious. What do you think about that? What if he'd come to Hollywood and it was guru to the stars or something? Uh, Maharaji lived in a perfect flow, so I he wouldn't have bothered to do that. Uh, if anything was going to throw him off, keeping centered in the here and now, he would uh, he would not go. That he trust he had total trust in the flow. That's what it comes down to. These saints are not special. They're not. They just relax into the moment and flow. Anyone can do that. We're all the same. So I feel like he wouldn't, if he would have gone to America like that, he, that's what he said. He said one quote, um, I don't need to go to America in a plane. So he would go on astral planes. He would go through uh, a book. I take not just astral planes. And I feel he goes through the book. And that's what you see be here now. Uh, is all these levels are all equally real. So that level, the astral level, and all these infinite levels are real. And you get to the point where this whole measuring gurus is really like measuring dicks. It is what it comes down to. Osho, Ninkro, Baba, Buddha, this, female, that, the other thing. Yeah, I'm in the Ninkro, Baba, I guess you could say. But I don't care. It's all my dicks. Every dick, the 13-inch one, the 15-inch one, the 2-inch on. one, all of them. No, your dick is not 13 inches. All my dicks are 13 inches. Look, <laughs> the point is it's a metaphor, Marcus. Let's get your girlfriend on the phone here and find out about that. Because well, that's not what she said. Well, well, I am a totally honest. My incarnation is six, erect. <laughs> so, look, say, I have no shame about any of this stuff. But that's, look. I don't, I really see all, all beings myself. So uh, Shaq's dick is my dick too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody's down on Shaq. Look, he, one time he I put like this Shaq. girl in a He's wheelchair. Look, she just, she wanted a small one. She really did. Yeah. I he think put that a woman in a wheelchair to... with this. But and she, she loved it though. She, she, she paid him money to do it. How about that? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But there's there's female gurus, too. Yes. I, I, Ananda Mayama. How about her? Have you read about her? She the hugging guru? No. Ama. She's the Zama. Yeah. I met her in uh, in the storyline of Baba Your Love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's cool. <clears throat> what did she tell you? Uh, Well, I have stories about that. One of the ones is pretty good. Um, uh, The one with the lease. So I went with the lease. On the, the physical plane zip code reality. And I'm just going to use this. Let's talk about it. Baba Here Love went with Elise to the uh, 
place where Amma is, and he had already seen her once, and he's with, and then she does at that point she was doing couple hugs, which is couple. uh, couples could go up and get Darshan as a hug, as Whoa. a couple. So Elise and I were signed up for that, and they have like a lottery system. Everybody gets hugged by the end of it, and uh, number system. That's the hugging saint. Yes, the hugging saint. So what happened was, get this, I was in line to see her, mm-hmm. and. At that moment, I realized what I know now, what I am, what I know in the way that I just am. I full realized being right in that moment, I am all of it. And I and I could see the other consciousness in the room. And first of all, there is no other consciousness. It's all the same. I could look into the illusion and I saw the people were trying to get something from Amma. They wanted some sort of healing, a message. Everybody's obsessed with Amma. They're going to get And I was like, Amma? This is, I told Amma this because she gets it. Amma, this is absurd. I'm just as much the ultimate guru as you. And all these people are the ultimate guru. And this is just some silly trip. And she, <laughs> that's what I thought. Because I'm God too. Why aren't they bowing to me too? I'm one with y'all. Jesus. That's you know? what you said. And so then get this. Amma heard that thought. She she purposely stopped hugging the person. She like She still hugged, holding them. But she went. She looked directly at me after hearing that thought. See, this is what the real ones do. And she looked in my eyes and she saw, she, she saw what everybody, all these other crackers in my life, everybody sees some person. I'm God. She saw it on me. I was like, what is which people of this age of the Kali Yuga? They don't get a divine avatar when they see it being it because they're dumb and crackers, but I'm a saw me. And then we had a laugh on, on those, and then she hugged. She, first, she hugged Baba Here Love, then she hugged Elise. And there's more to the story, but the thing about it is, all these stories are our stories. So, if the guru method works, it becomes nothing special. You're the guru, you be guru, you be whatever. It's all right, you know. I like the story about Ram Das when uh, there's this book, uh, this guy goes around and, and goes to all these kind of like cults and religious groups and. Not that Baba Ramdas was called, but and he says to to Baba Ramdas, he goes, "Are you my guru?" And uh, Baba Ramdas goes, "Grow up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just another trip. The holy man trip is fun though, and I play with it. Yeah, but we're all the same. We really are, and it's fun to play in those levels. But it, like Neem Kroll Baba has a story where he and Ramdas saw through the whole trip, and they're all kissing his feet. It's all the same. But you see how that they need those people don't feel worthy to be the guru. So it helps them to see a being that's being there and being one with it all, even though we are all one with it. Yeah, that's the we already are it. It's the nothing to be achieved in consciousness. It just already is it. And you just simply relax into it. And then when you really see it though, why would like for example, I'm a realized being. Yeah, I well, I would never want to have an organization or anything like that. It seems like a drag. It's just a waste of time. It's more important, I feel, to just be some, be humbler in America. I feel like in India, that's fun and that's cool and I'm supportive of that. But in America, I feel be just like some schmo and go through life like that. But you're not busy being that person. You're being all of it. And you don't create any attachments. So... People fall in love with you, but they that does then there's nothing to do about it. What are you gonna marry the person? Yes, I loved you more than I've ever loved anyone, but uh, but it does it's irrelevant because you're in me. 
and you be that nobody specialness, the nobody special guru. Like, like that feels like we're, we're, we're going past this guru stuff. We're being the guru as a collective awakening. Can you dig that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and I say this looking at my guru and looking at, you know, Ananda Ma and Apuja and stuff, but, you know, just we're, we're getting near the end. Just ultra, to, to conclude all this, the Neem Kral Baba, it's not about just find one you're drawn to if you're into that stuff. Or if you're not, it's irrelevant. But if you feel drawn to the guru thing, go to one that feels right in your heart. Trust your intuition and then work with it. And then when you if you go to a place where you see that they're mirroring that place in you where you're you, where you feel OK with it all, where you feel at total peace, then keep going with that. But in a Leela sense, can you dig in a playful way so you're not like you were saying back to full circle now, not taking it all so seriously. Right, Marcus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't take it seriously. But yet, maybe even not but yet, you don't take it seriously simultaneously. No buts, no Jennifer Lopez buts here. Just, (laughs) Just but, no but as a word either. Simultaneously, ah, you have the human incarnation and it's heartbreaks and it has emotions and it, there's neurotic views and there's a personality. There's all that. There's that. There's that Jewish comedian in there that's insecure and has all these neuroses, but not taking them so so seriously. And also the divine Shiva that's totally detached without getting lost in any of the incarnation stuff. Right? Dig it? Dig it. All right. So we've reached the end of the podcast. This has been Baba Here Love. Nobody's special. I am you. I am all of it. It's all the same. Words are birds. Just slip into the simplicity of being not special and that it's all okay. (sighs) And uh, Marcus, to end the show, I've been getting into this saying ram 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 a reference to what i've talked about with the code and stuff like that and that you know if you put a lot into it with your heart and say it to as your own name ram is your own sacred name i am ram it can be it's just beautiful i just feel but you know i'm not pushing it if that's your thing to say poop 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 hey that's okay well, it sounds like rum, 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 which is my last name is Rummery. So rum, 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 rum. There we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Rama, Rama, Rama. Be here now. <laughs>